Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I'm JT, and I'm here with the strong Joseph Worthington. That's right, fam. Born with it. Yeah. And now let's talk about strength versus technique. Classic <laughs> jiu-jitsu paradox. Paradox, myth, lie, marketing scheme. Slur. Slur. Ah, very strong. Very strong. Oh, You're like, bro, don't tarnish me with that shit. No, I got you with technique. Man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Come on now. That's <laughs> a strong guy. Let's talk about that because I've, you know, I've, I, in the jiu-jitsu context, if someone said to me, man, you're really strong, I take it as a slur. Would, I get a little bit like, hang on a second. You're basically saying I don't have good technique. You're like, but my life is dedicated to getting strong, so. But that's okay. <laughs> but if someone in the gym was like, bro, you're really strong, I'm like, believe it. Yeah. Well, you bet. Strongest in there. <laughs> so, I mean, it you is. You must have heard that a few times over the years. It's an advantage. Uh, but people must have, yeah, like, you know, like it must have been a thing where, oh, man, you're very strong. Wow. Yeah, I, I prefer when people are like, whoa, you're really flexible. I'm like, ah, surprised you're there. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, you look chunky. I kind of expected you to be a brute. But if you can like be flexible, then people are surprised. Yeah. I, I like that. It, that aside, we can't get away from the fact that being athletic is an advantage. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do in life, whether we're talking about jujitsu or, or anything in life. And what is so funny to me, if we're talking about strength and technique, you know how people, oh man, you use a bit less strength. You know, it's very, you never hear anyone go, hey man, could you just tone down the flexibility? Well, that's a bit unfair. Yeah. Your guard's really flexible, man. That's, You're so you, small and agile. Can what? you just not be so small and agile could all you the time? you move so fast for me all the time? And really, it's so weird that we um, kind of s- stigmatize this idea of an athletic trait, which is good, but it's bad for jujitsu. That's right. You get strength shamed. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you do, right? So, you know, Adam Childs was the first person to point this out to me that he was like, bro, like that's your, your strength. Like your special strength is that you are strong and athletic. He's like, if you're training against someone who's smaller than you, they're not going to not use their speed and agility yeah. that they have an advantage on over you because you're bigger and heavier. He's like, so you f- use what you have. Mm. And, you know, he wasn't saying like beat down on all the smaller people, but I'm no. like, conceptually, that's very different to what a lot of my older instructors said, which was stop using so much strength. Well, funny story. Uh, it was uh, Bernardo Faria when he was young, talked to his coach and, and uh, his training partner was saying, Hey, man, stop using so much strength. I say to my coach, coach, uh, I, he said I use too much strength. He said, he said, do you get tired? No. He said, okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> because I think the, the, the misconception is that, uh, and it's, it's really a myth, let's be honest, this whole idea of technique overcoming strengths, it's around the idea that if you possess superior technique, you can beat someone stronger than you. Is this true? Possibly. Not guaranteed. But if you have somebody who also has an idea of technique and has the strength too, 
when you're a bit stuck. And I have actually worked this out recently. I would, I would say my jiu-jitsu technique and skill has gone down at least 30%. Since when? Getting stronger? Well, no, since I have not been training it as much. All oh, right, right? Yeah. But my strength has gone up 20 to 30%. And that's an unfair ratio. Me being heavier and being stronger actually nullifies a lot of jiu-jitsu technique. Yeah. That limits people's ability to break my grips. It limits people's ability to move me or do absolutely anything to me at all. <laughs> Even black belts. They're like, man, you got heavy. Man, you're solid. Like, and I'm like, yep. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, because I, I know this in and of myself. I'm not saying this is good, but I'm Own saying your truth. Yeah, but, it's, but I'm saying that like, if we can look at this and know this, we've all had that experience where we've rolled somebody who's not that skilled, but they're really strong and they're really non-compliant. Yeah. They're not doing jujitsu. You're like, what the f***? I can't do anything here. It's so frustrating. It's not like, oh, they beat you or anything. They didn't like score points or, but you just couldn't be effective in doing something to them. And I think this says a lot. We all know this, but we don't want to admit it. We're like, nah, man, no, no, no. My, my jujitsu is superior. I'm smarter. It's like, well, if that's the case, how come the little guys don't win the absolute? This is why Lockie blew up, right? It had been years since anybody who was small, since Marcelo Garcia, it had been almost 10 years since anyone under the 80 kilo category had done anything in the absolute. No one, right? So then it's like, well, everyone gets really hopeful and don't get me wrong, I was there, I loved it, best moment of my jiu-jitsu life, but it is the exception to the rule. It is not the rule. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So that typical comment that we hear, like, stop using so much strength, etc. Tell me more about that in terms of it being part of the culture and what, you know, maybe what some of the takeaways from that statement are. I think the old marketing for jiu-jitsu was if you're the smaller, weaker guy, come learn the secret sauce to overcome your big, powerful enemies. Yeah. Right? Yep. And yeah, sure. You, Absolutely. There, there is some magic there. Like if you actually, I watched just on the weekend, um, I watched the Pedro Sauer versus that bodybuilder. Oh yeah, Lance. Classic. classic you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, Lance, big, strong, physical guy. Huge guy. And Pedro armbars him. Yeah. You know, Pedro, you know, like it, it was classic example. And you're like, yes, in that context. But, but, but Pedro's a black belt, right? Of that, course. And, yeah. And that guy is below a white belt. He's a he's a meathead. Oh yeah, yeah. But dumb, but dumb, dumb. but that is but that is a good example of this kind of argument where it's like Immense yeah, skill. technique does overcome strength. However, when you're training at jiu-jitsu with counterparts and people that are better and maybe some that are under you, whatever, it's like well, they have jiu-jitsu skills too. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that same isolated scenario. Yeah, and Julian, I was talking about this before. There's a diminishing return where once someone has a certain knowledge of jiu-jitsu, which is maybe just elbows tight, posture. posture what can you do? Look, Cron Gracie just came back and tried to play close guard in the UFC against, against, against another, another black, black belt. belt. Not effective, right? Yeah. So, in, in it, and I think this is the thing, the paradigm of this idea of you know strength versus technique is old. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's outdated. It's not what we need to think. Really, I believe that most instructors, when they say it, whether it be to you, Joe, or to whoever. Well, said it to me you better believe it look at me now (laughs) got that black belt i can do whatever the fuck i want (laughs) but that possibly you are blinded to the nuance of a technique if you're always just trying to smash it with a hammer yeah you know that's it's 
because yeah. it's like a cue in that way. Yeah, jujitsu is very detailed, and if you're just monstering and shoving and you know ignoring the detail, then your ability to become skilled will be slowed. Uh huh. And I, I believe that that is where it is kind of true. Yeah. I was just thinking of like a parallel example in the fitness realm is when a cue, which is a, a, an instruction for an exercise, becomes the dogma yes. of that exercise. And an example of this is knees out when squatting. Squatting. Yeah. Right? And it became this thing. It, it was once used because someone's knees were coming too far in when they were squatting. So the coach said to them, hey, put your knees out a little bit. Get the glutes gone. Yeah, and there's a great cue for that person in that time, probably. But it became this thing that when you squat, you have to have your knees out. And then you had all these people taking it to a degree where they were just not getting stronger and it was an ineffective position and whatever. So the cue becomes the dogma. So in jiu-jitsu, I was thinking about it. I'm like, what do we really mean when, when someone says stop using so much strength? And your example about Bernardo kind of speaks to this. Usually what we're getting at is someone is trying too physically hard and they're exerting excess energy. Yep. And we all know it. It's the white belt that's like, <laughs> like they're holding on for dear life. They're like burning up, just, you know, holding you Crazy in close, guard, right? And what we're trying to say to them is relax, stop using so much energy. Yeah. Basically, it's what we're saying, yeah. right? Like just calm down a little bit. For sure. But the classic thing is, man, stop using so much strength. And in a way, that's an effective cue for that person at that time because they just need to relax a little bit, breathe a little bit more, and they're going to start to start to see the game. They're not going to necessarily do better, but they're going to see and understand and learn more and have a more beneficial experience. Now, we attach to that and go, strength is stop using strength. Mm. No, that person should stop using strength in that moment. Mm. But once you've got a bit of jujitsu behind you and you got some shit mm. – Man, start to apply some strength to that and you see this, you call it a force multiplier earlier, right? Like it is. That becomes a force multiplier. It's like, holy shit, this person's brutal. Yeah, right? for sure. And I think improving your technique, I, I look at technique and I would swap that word for efficiency. That's the, the epitome of great technique is efficiency. It's someone doing something with great control, great dexterity and the least amount of energy possible. Now, here's the great thing, and this is what people don't understand. The accumulation of strength, maximum 1RM strength, or the accumulation of physical power, explosive power, is skilled. That requires its own technique. A power clean is its own technique. A deadlift, its own technique. And that when you improve the technique to accumulate the strength, you develop neural efficiency. So being stronger makes you more efficient. Case in point, you're fighting a toddler. They're three. You're a grown man. They're swinging on you. You're holding them by the head. They're swinging. Nah, nah, and then you just shove them and they fall on their ass. This can happen. Yeah, especially no, no. if you've got to go daddy daycare for your cousins or whatever. People, oh, you fight toddlers? This is the difference between a black belt and a white belt. <laughs> They're a toddler. <laughs> They're no one. You're, you're, you're 20 years old. You're fighting a two-year-old. Like they don't know anything. You've been doing it forever, right? Your efficiency just trumps anything they're going to bring to you, whether you're strong or not. You're, you're so far past them in terms of knowledge. The same is true of strength. But if you do not have strength, you do not have an option. There's plenty of cases, and Joe's talked about this before as well, where a white belt does something and it's so unpredictable. They don't have jujitsu skill. They just have like 
just spaz, just wildness. And you're like, oh my God, they're not even doing jujitsu. And for someone who's very well trained in jujitsu, that's very hard to deal with. Yeah, we're not accustomed to it. No. Because like, oh, you're meant to respond like this. You're meant to do the knee cut here, and yeah. I'm meant to sweep you like this, and they're just kicking you in the leg, or you know, they're doing a sakuraba and jumping over your guard onto your face. This is what I wanted to say. You being stronger will make all your movements, like not all, like depending on how stiff you are, let me contextualize that. But if you are stronger, your nervous system will be more efficient. You'll use less energy to do certain movements because you are strong at them. Whichever movements you have practiced and you've got that ingrained in your nervous system, it will be easy for you to do. Same thing, like you might have experienced this where you pass a big guy's guard and they've got a real big bench press and they just <laughs> yeah. they just bench press you off. You're like, how am I supposed to deal with that? Yeah, little guys that bench press a pass and they just go boink. Yeah, like, you're like, that's not good jujitsu, but you also didn't pass them, right? Great framing. It's something, right? It's like it's the, actually, yeah. There is something to it. So we s- used to say that's like not good, but like now it's like, yeah. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You avoided the pass. I didn't get the points. You're back to your knees and now we're scrambling. Here we go, right? Yeah. And so I, I think with the evolution of, and we had talked about this previously, Sports jiu-jitsu, modern no-gi jiu-jitsu, athleticism is a much bigger part of the jiu-jitsu game than it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I suppose there's a natural evolution there, isn't there? Whereby the people who are playing that thing start to find more effective ways to perform. Mm-hmm. And so the training, gets, the training evolves, the accessory training, so lifting weights, stretching, all that stuff starts to evolve. Yeah. And over time, people become better performers. Yeah. And look, you know, I, I had talked to Fabio Gagel about training in the 90s and he said, you know, it was really unscientific. But those guys who are interested in fighting, they would do weights. But the jiu-jitsu guys are kind of like, huh, that's kind of like cheating, you know? Like, what are you doing, you know, lifting the weights, you know? Yeah. It's like a classic thing. Too many weights, not enough road work or whatever. Is that a line out of Rocky or – I can't remember, but it's – Oh, there's a line for Jake the Mus in um, Once Were Warriors where he says, too much weights, not enough speed work. Not enough speed work. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's, sorry, that's the line. After he just fucking cruels that dude just in the bar. Destroys him, yeah. yeah. There's something wrong with your ice, bro. You want me to fix that for you? So here's the thing. What we need to look at is if you dial in your technique, it is a force multiplier. So if you're someone who is strong – and you've lifted weights or you've, you've got an athletic background, you've come to jiu-jitsu and you, uh, you, you find it's hard to learn. You've got this ability to just bang, but you, you feel like you're not learning. Then definitely there's a value to slowing down and being able to have a closer look at what you're doing. But when the time comes to roll, I don't think, provided you know, you've got some equal participants and both are willing and they shake hands, there's nothing wrong with bringing that intensity. Like... I, I remember the first time I went to Sao Paulo, I got brutalized. I was trying to be cool with everybody and like be real nice and use my limited Portuguese. No one gave a shit. They bashed me. And I thought, man, is this because I'm a gringo? No. They were beating the hell out of each other. Best friends were like brutalizing each other. And I was just like, whoa, that's just what it is here. It is technique. It is strength. It is speed. It's all it's, of it. It's all of it. And it's that willingness to just fight like it's the real it's the dog in you dog you know it's really it's really interesting and it made me go wow the only way you get respect around here is to go hard so you either get better or you quit that was really the mentality and so like adam telling you hey man use your strength 
they were using all their strength in Sao Paulo. Yeah. So when I came back, I was like, well, I'm not making excuses for my athleticism. I'm going to use it. Now, obviously, there are cases where you JT's know, training up to return. <laughs> well, I figure if I can be the strongest man, you know, in Australia and also be a black belt in jujitsu, uh, then that's an advantage. Okay, let's think this: if you could be this, if I could wave a magic wand and make you the strongest person your size in the world, you knew that no one outside of your weight class was stronger than you. Wouldn't that be an advantage? Yes, sure, of course, yeah. So why would you not give yourself that advantage? This is not an argument against being technical. This is the argument for being strong and being technical. That's what I would say. <clears throat> yeah, so thinking about like the, that example of Bernardo where the coach was like, are you getting tired? Is that what he asked him? Yeah. And he's like, no. And he's like, great, go. That's kind of what it is, right? It's like if you have the capacity – to exert the amount of strength that you do in a role and you can do that for the whole session, uh, that's how much you should exert. But if you find that you're like going super hard on the first round and then you cook for the rest, you probably need to dial it back in, right? Yeah. Maybe build the capacity a little bit, the muscular endurance, whatever it is. But here's the thing, like when we're, when we're looking at people like Jeremy Paul Skinner, right? If Jeremy Paul Skinner entangles your legs yep. in some and never before seen quantum entanglement. Yes. You're like, I don't know whose leg is whose right now. (laughs) Do you think that he is not using immense amount of strength in order to squeeze Squeeze. and pull his legs in? And like, of course he is. Mm. But he's done that so much. And, you know, whether he's done it in the weights room, he probably hasn't, right? He's not really a weights guy. But he's using huge amounts of strength in that moment. But it's being perfectly pinpointed to where it needs to be so that it, it is efficient and it is, it is producing the maximal benefit, right? Yes. It is absolutely controlling your every move so that he can bite that heel and your knee up. Where, where the tricky part is, and I'm, I, this, I know this from myself in training, is when I'm trying to learn that technique, I'm trying to learn some Jeremy Paul Skinner shit, yeah. and I'm just like muscling the fuck out of it. Yeah. And maybe the leg entanglement's not a great example. A, a better example is probably like, when you're working front headlock stuff okay. and you're like anacondas, guillotines, a, a position that requires a lot of squeeze and strength and force, but also requires great positioning. Sure. We all know like you might be able to lock an anaconda up and do the roll, but if you just haven't positioned yourself the right way, you can squeeze all you want. The person is just going to cop it for a bit and then you're going to burn out sure. and they escape, right? I know for me sometimes I have to look back and go, Ah, uh, I'm just kind of muscling that technique and actually I need to dial up. I need to learn the technique better. Yes. To sharpen that up. The flip side is sometimes I work positions where I'm like, man, I feel like I'm doing that quite well, but it's not effective on people that I'm using it on. Yeah. And it's because I'm just not squeezing hard enough. A hundred percent. Or I'm just not fucking, like I'm, I'm not using enough force. Oh man. It's one of those things I've seen it. It annoys me so bad. I'll be coaching like Beck is a case in point. Shout out to Beck. She's probably not listening. She, um, she was on, like on an outside heel hook and she was twisting on it. It was a grappling industries and the chick was almost tapping and then she let it go uh. and the chick didn't tap and the chick got out. She, she ended up losing that match and she's like, oh, I just felt like I didn't have it. I'm like that. She was about to tap, dude, like hip in, like t- do the thing, tear the fucking ligaments. <laughs> My God, like I was just as a coach, I just like it's there. I could see the chick was like, ah. she, she and, and Beck's like, ah. 
You know what I mean? Like, I even if you look at like the face crush choke, right? Like, um, Khabib on Connor, yeah, or even like, you know, Gordon Ryan against anyone. <laughs> like, the face choke. It's not about choking you. It's about breaking your jaw. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's yeah. It, it's Squeeze a te- the skull. it's a technique, but it's just crush right. And it and it comes down to your ability to apply force. So definitely, I I believe that yeah, of course we must all learn technique. And and if something's holding back your learning, then we need to you know eliminate it or put it to the side. But when it times comes time for execution, I believe that there's room for the for the full force application, and that you, if you don't actually encounter that then you don't really know what's up like you 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 perform how you practice if you haven't shot that blast double 100 percent, you're the chance of you hitting it in competition is very low yeah in the same way if you haven't had somebody like really go for a leg lock on you and you had to fight out really hard you don't really know what that's like so you don't know if your defense is effective yeah so i think every now and again and this is this is just my take on it there are times where it's worth for you to have that pretty much 100% role, that comp role. If you don't get one or two of those in every now and again, you actually just don't know if what you're doing is effective. So if you're someone who's like, nah, I'm all about the technique. No, I just drill. I just focus. I'm a Puritan. I, I don't you think, might be leaving something on the yeah, table. Yeah, I think it's not a right – I don't think you've achieved the truth of the technique until it is tested under that, that circumstance. Yeah, like I know, um, say when we roll, when it's when we're going more intense, you might give everything to a particular position because you're like, I've got a pretty good chance of finishing this submission here. Yep. I'm, I'm going for it. Yes. And you might give it all and then maybe it comes off, maybe they escape. Doesn't. And then you're like, man, I'm gassed. I just burned my arms out. Now I've got to. And then you've got to be paying the price then. You've got to deal with it. Other guys coming up on top, passing your guy. And yeah. it's like, and that's jujitsu, mm. isn't it? It's like. It's not a conserve. Your, it's not always conserve yourself. Well, look, case in point, old match BJ Penn versus Matt Hughes, and I, I think Mike Goldberg goes, he's got a horse neck. He has him in a locked in triangle, and Matt Hughes is just like, <gasps> like just like it's at the end of the round, and BJ gasses his legs. Oh Could wow! Could be the first or the second round, and he comes. Is this the one that Matt Hughes won? Yeah, yeah. And, and like BJ comes out in the second round, he's just legs are all wobbly. Yeah, and then he gets overcome, right? And you, and you see this multiple, multiple times. I guess the UFC is more famous. It gets more advertised. But there's these cases where um, – it was like Sean Sh- – uh, Big Muscle Shark? No, uh, no, 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 not, not Sean Shirk. Um, a, a gentleman who fought Brock Lesnar and was pretty much pounding Brock Lesnar's face. Oh, Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin. Yeah, with the big letterbox fists. Yeah, and dude and, – Gassed out and after they the first. And they didn't stop it. They should have stopped it. Like Brock was just eating punches. And you're like, how many times can you punch him in the face? And then not stop it. Yeah. And then he was gone. And then Brock got him in an arm oh, triangle. Oh, dude. Yeah. It was his only submission finish, I think, in the UFC, wasn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. Is, that is a great example of like you give it everything and then – Yeah, you got to know what you got, don't you? Yes. You know, what you're capable of. And, and you know, in a fight scenario, for sure, like in a, in a competition, you have to be like whatever, practical about that. Mm. You can't burn it all out in the first round. Yes, and, and I think this is where I want to make the argument for strength as a support to technique, not an impediment. Yeah. If so, you, you know, oh, if sorry, sorry, I was going to say, if you have incredibly strong grips, 
you have unbreakable grips. You can grip at 60% and still not have someone break your grip. It's an option. Strength is an option. If you don't have the strength, you don't have the fucking option. Why would you limit your options? This is true of your jiu-jitsu. Like why would you put yourself in a position where you only have one possible opportunity? Like wouldn't you give yourself the most opportunity and then capitalize from there? Put yourself in the best position to have the most options. That's where I feel being strong puts you. Yeah, now to, I don't know, to kind of lay that out in practical terms for someone who, who is maybe a bit newer in the game, what are we saying there then? Like do less jujitsu, do more strength training? Well, there's a depend, point, it right? Depend, it depends on how much jujitsu you're doing and are you doing any strength training? Yeah. So if someone's doing five or six sessions of jujitsu a week, but no strength training, you, you miss out. a couple of jit sessions. Yeah. yeah. And for a lot of people, that's going to be hard because it, you don't get the same rush and the same enjoyment. But this is what I'd say. Your quality of jujitsu will go up. So when you do roll, it'll be better. And if people are like, nah, nah, I don't believe that. It's, it's Try it. Tell us where we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you're, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. You don't have to believe me, but I have hundreds, if not thousands of people who've told me that. My jiu-jitsu is better now because I'm stronger. Yeah. You know? And I feel better and I'm less injured and all those yeah, all, th- all other that. extra benefits. Oh, sorry. Where are you going with that? Jim? We all know those people who train like twice a day, six days a week. Yeah. And often, oddly, those people, they're not progressing that much. No. And it's because when you're training at that volume, you're really just getting it in. Mm. You're just showing up and like paying a bit of attention and doing some rounds and you're just in this loop. Diminishing returns, actually. Absolutely. Right? It's kind of like the person who goes to the gym, like lifts weights the same amount of times. They're usually not getting that strong. Whereas the person who just trains three, four times makes like they show up to that session with an intention. They really focus. They put the work in. Those are the people that usually progress the fastest. And the beauty is, is that you then have a bit of time to lift weights a couple times a week, right? Yeah, definitely. Here's a, here's a thought. Like for, for a new – like we, we have a lot of people who are new to Jiu-Jitsu listening yeah, to the show. Sure. And so for you guys, if you've not done any strength training, you don't need to look at this as like, oh, I need to be going, go and become a beast in the gym. It's not about that. But if you haven't done – if you don't have some kind of background in physical training – then there's a lot in terms of your coordination and efficiency and just general fitness that is going to prohibit you from getting the most out of jiu-jitsu, right? You're going to have to be learning all of these things on the mats while also trying to learn all this technique and, you know, new shit that's coming into your sphere, let's say. Yes. So my point is some basic strength training at the very begin, like at the very base level gives you coordination, body awareness, gives you a bit of general strength it gives you these skills that allow you to perform better on the mats. And that's going to make your ability to learn technique so much more express. Yeah. And, and you'll be able to tolerate more jujitsu. You know, if you have a more robust frame, you can handle more. If you have like a, a shitty fragile frame, you won't be able to do as much. It's just very simple. So if we just look at it from a very simple perspective, and this is not talked about enough, if your tendons, ligaments, and bones are strong, you will be able to take more of the rigors. I came to jiu-jitsu with 15 years of martial arts, of taekwondo, and 15 years of lifting weights and flourished, like just took off because I already had that in my background. It was an advantage. Give yourself an advantage 
just by doing something which is actually not particularly complicated. Less complex than jujitsu is going to give you an edge. I think it's a worthwhile thing. There it is. Get strong, fam. Thank you for joining. See you next week. Peace.